It is Wednesday, the 4th of October, and this is The Splash. Welcome in. I'm Phil Pryor. This is The Splash. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, listening. Got a pretty big episode for you today. We're going to talk some AFL, uh, plenty going on in the AFL world. Not just trade news, but we do have plenty of that, and we've got Max Lawton joining the program shortly. Also, we're going to uh, preview a bit of the Bathurst 1000. Uh, we got a couple of gentlemen joining the Splash to talk all things. Uh, already in Bathurst uh, is our uh, foxsports.com.au writer, Will Dale. So we'll check in with him, uh, talk about all the big talking points, basically, uh, leading up to the biggest motorsport race in Australia. Uh, and... What else is going on? What else is on the Fox Sports website homepage right now? Well, there's 50 days till the ashes. So we've got five burning questions. 50 days out until ball one up at the Gabba. So what's happening? How's the build-up going? What's the Aussie team going to look like? Five burning questions. Stuff like who's going to be holding the gloves? Who's behind the stumps with the gloves? Um... Yeah, what's our bowling attack going to look like? Uh, what does the Ben Stokes situation mean for England? Stuff like that. Head to the website, check out five burning questions for the Ashes, uh, NRL content, Market Watch, um, bit of movement happening. Uh, the Raiders have added a bit of halves depth, um, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so plenty going on, of course. Football as well, the Socceroos, they're on tomorrow night against Syria. The A-League kicks off Friday night. Uh, we will be talking football tomorrow on the Splash. But first, AFL, plenty of headlines uh, coming out of the Fox footy production line down in Melbourne. Uh, plenty of trade action as the trade period uh, looms. Um, Jeff Kennett... Uh, he will be Hawthorne's new president. Uh, and, yeah, plenty of names to talk about. Jake Lever headlining that as far as trades are concerned. So joining me on the line from Melbourne, from the Fox Footy Studios, is Max Lawton. How are we, Max? Phil, great. Thank you uh, for having me on. It's quite the honour. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you too. Uh, Maxi. first things first, let's talk about... Uh, the Jeff Kennett news, which is kind of um, just dropped, really. Um, he's going to take over as president uh, of Hawthorne. Yes, a new president, same as the old one. Uh, Kennett was in charge of the Hawks from uh, 2005 to 2011. Uh, when they sort of came into their heyday, they broke through for that flag in 2008. Very controversial, very loves to talk. Kenneth mm. loves uh, his media appearances, given he was the uh, Victorian Premier, of course, back in the 90s. Yeah. And the interesting thing about this is that it follows on from the dramas that we saw last week, where the CEO, Tracy Gordry, left the club uh, after just five months in the top job. And Kenneth is replacing uh, Richard Garvey, who was the president as well. So he was sort of linked with Tracy Gordry, thus he's resigned today. And now Kenneth's back in the job, which is, I think, good for footy and good for journos, particularly as well. <laughs> What's going on at, at uh, Hawthorne in the front office? Uh, is this a good or a bad thing? Should Hawks fans be scratching their head or, or are they happy with this? I definitely think they, could be, they should be scratching their head. It, it's almost as if 
there was sort of a Freaky Friday situation with Richmond and Hawthorne where suddenly the Tigers are winning flags and the Hawks are having major struggles in the front office. Uh, Kenneth loves Hawthorne. I don't think it's a problem that he's in necessarily. It's just weird that how he got there, that mm. they've had this turmoil, that they've had him come into the role. And there's a, there's a bit of an interesting thing that I'm sure will be followed up on, which is that when Kenneth came in, there was a constitution drafted uh, or uh, changed at the Hawks where there has to be a six-year gap between if you're the president and you want to come back in. So it's about six years right now. Mm. So I'm pretty sure, I think he must be fine. They would have ratified it at a board level, but it's a little bit interesting. And you've got Alistair Clarkson still there. You've, he really has a lot of power over that team and where that list is going yeah. to go. That's why you saw players like Sam Mitchell and Luke Hodge going this trade period, we suspect, to Brisbane. So mm. there's still a lot of control there. There's still a lot of strength there. They should be fine, but it's just very odd. You mentioned the name Luke Hodge as we transition into the, the trade section. Uh, what's the situation there? He obviously retired. Uh, is, he, is he still... He, he still has to go through a, uh, a proper trade process to end up at the Brisbane if he so inclines? Yeah, so officially, per the AFL's rules, he is retired. And then they have a rule where if you have retired, you can't just unretire and go to a club for free. Uh, yeah. The, the loophole they've tried to close. So he will have to be either picked up as a, uh, a traded commodity or in one of the drafts, either the proper draft or the rookie draft or something like that, uh, which will be... It'll get done. I'm sure it'll get done. I think both teams are happy for it too. Hawthorne will give him up for a low draft pick as we saw last year, which would be great for the Lions. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay, Jake Lever, he's the big talking point at the moment, obviously featured uh, on the big stage last Saturday in the grand final for the Crows but it seems very likely that he won't be in Crows' colours next season. Uh, what's the latest here? Because uh, clearly he wants out. He, he's requested um, a return to Melbourne, uh, and it looks like uh, he really wants to be a demon. He really wants to be a demon. I think uh, a bit of money reasons, potentially. A reported offer of four years, 750k per season, which yeah. is some reasonable coin. I think uh, his partner also wants to return to start a family. Yep. in Melbourne. Uh, so yesterday, Jake Nile broke that he was definitely requesting a trade to Melbourne, uh, and then confirmation from Lever himself that it was to the Demons, quite specifically. As everyone suspected, they'd been linked with him for several months. And the interesting thing to come out today was the reports of the way in which Lever told everyone. So he, he called all his teammates, said, hey guys, I'm, I'm going to head over to Melbourne, here's why. And most of them were accepting that the captain of the Crows, Tex Walker, yeah. uh, from all reports, was furious in his uh, phone call with Lever and was a very aggressive, a short phone call, but a, I assume, a loud phone call. So he's not thrilled with this and a few other players as well. Their calls with uh, Lever didn't go particularly well. So there's possibility that he won't even be attending the best and fairest count on Friday wow. night, Adelaide Crows and things like that. It's, uh, th- there's also a bit of chat around how this is getting done. I think the Adelaide club isn't thrilled with all of this and Melbourne might not be happy with how they're trying to actually get the trade done. I'm sure it will get done. It generally does in these situations, particularly because he is out of contract. Yeah. It still makes things very dramatic for us to watch. Oh, yeah, for sure. Obviously, we saw the you know the standoff between Adelaide and, and Carlton last year over Bryce Gibbs, though. So these things, you know, they, they don't always get done uh, the way mm. that... Uh, that everyone would hope. Now, for the the more casual AFL fan, we probably should, you know, maybe just detail, you know, why Jake Lever is such a big name. He he wore the number number six for the Crows this year. He's an intercepting uh, defender. 
Um, and that's potentially the kind of role that, uh, that Melbourne needs as well. Uh, but what makes Jake Lever such a, um, a sought-after commodity? I think it's his age. He's 21, 22 years old. He's so good and so young. He's one of the AFL's best intercept defenders, as you say. And yet he's got so much footy left ahead of him. Uh, he, he slipped in the draft a little bit three years ago because he had a broken leg. I believe he didn't play a lot of footy in his draft year. Yeah. It was a bit of a steal. If not, he probably could have gone top five. So he's got a really good pedigree. He's a really good player and took a lot of footy ahead of him. Yeah, right. Um, and Maxi, again, for the more casual AFL fans, tell us about the trade period. Period. When does it kick off? Uh, how long does it run? Uh, you know, the basics. Yeah, so on Friday is the first day when free agents can officially receive offers and accept offers. Uh, if they're unrestricted, they can go as they like. If they're restricted, which are players like uh, Tom Rockliffe, who's been linked with a move from Brisbane to Port Adelaide, he's restricted, so that would mean that Brisbane would have three days to decide whether to match the offer that Port Adelaide gives him. We suspect that they won't, yep. just on the uh, money he'll be getting. And then on Monday, the trade period starts off in full, so... That's players moving clubs. We're suspecting uh, Jackson Trengove, a Port Adelaide player, to move to the Western Bulldogs at the first opportunity yep. when this all gets underway, players like that. Uh, and it's for two weeks or so. I believe the Thursday or the Friday of the next week it all wraps up. So it's going to be very busy, mm. uh, particularly for us down here in the Fox Footy office. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Fox Footy, they normally have a running wrap of the trade period, a yarn that um, stays up on site and is updated every day. Is that going to be the, the plan and the format uh, for this two-week period as well? Yeah, I'm thinking we, we, we have a great, uh, a really great story off-season central, which says every confirmed move, draft picks, delistings, retiring, trades, everything you would possibly want. And then every day we'll have live coverage of the trade period as it happens, all the moves as they break. We'll have breaking news, Jake Nile does such great work getting all those stories before anyone else. Heaps of coverage, so stick tuned to uh, any of that coverage and you'll be set. For sure, yeah. Head to the foxsports.com.au website for that. Just Google Fox Sports Trade Period as well. You will find uh, those big uh, yarns that are constantly being updated and blogging as well. Uh, you did mention a bit of Port Adelaide action, Maxi. Uh, Tom Rockcliffe looks like he's going to come in from Brisbane. Jackson Trengove likely to go out uh, heading uh, to the Western Bulldogs. There's also a bit of movement um, or a bit of talk out of uh, potential moves at GWS. Yeah, so they had three players request trades away from the club last week. Uh, two of those, Matt Kennedy and Devin Smith. Kennedy, Kennedy uh, just a, a midfielder, a very interesting type of player, a sort of inside midfielder, and he has uh, requested a trade to Carl. Mm. That he will be becoming a blue almost certainly. Which the is Carlton Giants. They, could, I, they must have got eight or nine Giants in the last couple of trade periods. It is ridiculous. Mm. And now they're going to get a couple more. Potentially also Devin Smith, a, a forward who didn't make his way back into the preliminary final side, uh, where GWS lost to Richmond. But he's an interesting candidate. He's requested a trade back to Victoria with uh, Essendon, Collingwood, Carlton and St Kilda his main four options there. Yeah, and Devin Smith, uh, very talented forward. Probably you'd classify him as more of a, um, a mid-sized forward, but does someone like a Devin Smith's market value almost go up after what we saw on Saturday with Richmond, uh, you know, basically winning a flag with just one tall? Like, is that going to be uh, a 
the evolution of the game and we're going to see more clubs just targeting more small to medium-sized forwards. Uh, I know Devin Smith isn't necessarily known for his defensive pressure, mm. um, but is that potentially where the game could be heading? I, I certainly think it should be, and it would make a lot of sense. Uh, we saw the Western Bulldogs, the trying to chase them, so of course you're going to see teams trying to chase what the Tigers did to win a flag. Mm. And you, you look at what players can do. You look at Dangerfield from Geelong and Dustin Martin from Richmond going forward. They're not tall, but they are just so good one-on-one that yeah. they can do things that a tall forward is expected to do. And if you've got the small players, you've got the speed as well, you've got so much more variety and possibilities you can do. There's very much the potential that the tall players would not be drafted as highly in the upcoming draft period as we'll see that transition to the smalls that you saw at Richmond. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, stay tuned on the Fox Sports website for all the the draft news, which will be unfolding uh, over the next couple of months as well. Well, uh, Max, we will leave it there. Thanks for joining the Splash. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for having me. Now joining the Splash, uh, we've got one in studio, one over the phone. We're going to talk uh, supercars ahead of... Uh, the Bathurst 1000, the grand final week in motorsport in Australia, as it's as some people refer to it, even though it's not the final uh, round of the supercar season. First of all, welcome AJ Hawkins. Hey, Phil, how are you going? I'm going well. Now, you're in a bit of a panic at the moment, <laughs> trying to get out the door, trying to get in the car and race up correct. to Bathurst. That's correct. Uh, and and uh, motorsport writer Will Dale is already up in Bathurst. How are you, Will? Thanks for joining the Splash. No dramas. It's not a race to get up here, but um, I've won. So, um, <laughs> okay. Well played. It's, yeah, thank you. It's a race to uh, to get through everything uh, on on this week. Uh, AJ's come in. He's a bit flustered, trying, as I said, trying to get out the door. Uh, plenty plenty on. Uh, Absolutely. And it's not. it's been the, the build-up this whole week. Like, we've had the Bathurst Channel, so we've rolled out uh, a bunch of our own shows in the lead-up, which has been six weeks of my life that putting these <laughs> shows together, which are finally in the can, and uh, we'll go to go to air this week, which has been good. Um, nice. And then we have all our, sh- our all our stories that we cut for our Bathurst coverage, and then everything we need to do for the next couple of days while the the guys are racing around the track. We've got to fill in all the gaps in between. So mm. there's a lot going on, a lot of good content that we've got to roll out. Yeah, and Will, you're prepping uh, a, a lot of the online content, which um, which you're going to be able to find on the Fox Sports website from today and, and obvious, obviously later in the week, heading into the weekend uh, and live coverage itself. Oh, for sure. Like we'll have, hopefully by the end of today, all going well, we'll have the full ultimate guide giving you if you're not a, if you're not a regular watcher of supercars, it'll basically spell out you know where you can watch Bathurst this weekend, when everything's on. If you haven't seen any of the championship this year, who's doing well, who's likely in the hunt for the victory, all the key storylines. The who, what, when, where, how. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so what's the and plan? Yeah, what's the plan for later for later in the week? AJ, you mentioned you're heading up this afternoon. Uh, and they're in their cars as of tomorrow, the drivers, right? Yep, so we've got... Uh, uh, tonight kicks off with uh, Inside Supercars, which uh, airs at uh, 6.30 from Bathurst, and yep. it's a you know, full preview of everything that's going on. Um, our coverage kicks off at uh, quarter past seven tomorrow morning, and we basically go all the way through to Sunday night. Wowee. It's, uh, it, it's a <laughs> long, mega. long time, yep. Yeah, right. Uh, Will, uh, yeah, so practice tomorrow, live coverage, all the rest of it? Yeah, exactly. Like my my um, live coverage from trackside up here is kind of just to complement the TV coverage. You can find it in the 
Fox Sports Supercars Race Centre. You can watch all the live timing and follow along what's going on if you can't get yourself to a TV or a live stream on Foxtel. Inevitably, something something will happen. Something <laughs> will happen to someone in the paddock. There's yeah. 26 cars here, so there's 26 different stories at least. Yeah, and um, yeah, just chasing all that up. And in theory, at the end of the day, um, pushing out a what we've learnt from today yarn. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully. <laughs> yeah. How's how's the build up? Uh, I know you mentioned to me off air. It's very warm up in Bathurst. Uh, what what's the kind of the, the talking point? At the moment, um, you know, where is anticipation exactly uh, at this point? Well, I guess the key thing is that it's looming as a showdown between Red Bull Racing Australia and their stars, Jamie Wincup and Shane Van Gisbergen, and the emerging threat from the Shell V Power Racing team of Scott McLaughlin and Fabian Coulthard. There's been a mm. bit of needle between both of these teams throughout the season, culminating in Scott McLaughlin spinning Van Gisbergen during the Sydney round a few weeks back. Yeah. And um, let's, let's just say that things aren't all that friendly between the two teams, and it wouldn't take much for the rivalry to properly kick off, especially if something happens in the biggest race of the year, the race everyone here wants to win. And the Triple Eight have unfortunately not been able to win the last couple... weren't able to win last year, and... Yeah. Shell Power Racing haven't won since 1994. Wow. I, I, I'm looking forward to particularly this battle between the two of them because, they, like as Will mentioned, they were needling each other at Sydney. They were needling each other at, at Sandown. Mm. Now we're at the next race, the biggest yeah. race of the year, yeah. and it's gloves off. <laughs> there is Because you can go through the year and no one knows who wins any other race, but everyone can tell you who wins Bathurst. Oh, yeah. So Big time. If you, if the, if you, and it's worth 300 points. Yeah. So yeah. the biggest, uh, the biggest haul of points um, for you know f- for the year, as as well as a, at Sandown, you got two races worth three hundred points. It's it's all go. Yeah, big time. Uh, that's what from the more casual perspective. Uh, that's why I love motorsport, particularly the supercars, because it's as if I reckon maybe five ten years ago, you guys can elaborate on this. All, everyone involved in the sport was sat down um, and they looked at the media strategy and they said, let's follow what boxing in the UFC does. Let's, let's you know, get on air and say whatever you want. Um, needle one another because that's great theatre and, and it really makes for great theatre, particularly on the big stage of Bathurst. Absolutely. And we've seen a little bit of needle over the last couple of years. It's not over the top. No. But there was a little bit of, you know... It's fun. Exactly. Yeah. You don't yeah. see it in footy because they're all, you know, they're very reserved. They don't want to, um, you know, be seen as, as someone that's, you know, saying something and, and uh, you know, getting themselves in a bit of a situation, whereas these guys, they just go for it. Yeah. And thankfully, we haven't got to the, we haven't got far enough that we've gone down the NASCAR line where they actually <laughs> punch on with each other and throw helmets and do all sorts of crazy stuff. But, you know, it's, it's enough to, to build the drama. Well, you want to see emotion. I mean, that's Correct. Mm-hmm. You, want, you want to see that these guys are that passionate, guys and lady, of course, Simona Di Silvestro, yeah. they're all this passionate about wanting to win this race. This means this is their big dance. This is their big yeah. deal for the year. Only, realistically, two, three, maybe four people are in with a shot at winning the championship this year, by this point of the year. But any one of those 26 cars, as we've seen in years past when all that when all manner of weird things have happened up here, any one of those 26 cars can win this race. 
Oh, you can feel, even from if you're sitting at home on the couch watching it, you can just feel the tension down in the pits. It's crazy. And that's, and that's the good thing. I think that's one of the things that, that sets us aside from the footy codes is, you know, it's anyone has a chance to win. And anything yeah. can happen. We've seen some monstrously weird stuff there. Yeah. You know, yeah. I go back, you know, 2014 where there was, you know, umbrellas on the track. There was footballs on the track. The track <laughs> rocked up. There was an hour break. Kangaroos. Kangaroos are a big danger up there. Yeah. And we've seen yeah. many drivers races who have been cruel by a stray roo. You just never know what's going to happen. In the last five years, like dating back to, you know, even since my childhood when I started watching um, particularly the Bathurst race, I reckon we've had some of the, the best finishes just in the last five years, it seems. Yeah, well, last year was the, the closest competitive finish. And that's, and that's mm. saying something. That these yeah. cars are so evenly matched, but these drivers are on the edge yeah. and pushing it so hard. I, I being a, a regular driver on the road, cannot imagine being pinpoint accurate for six and a half hours. Yeah. You know, and the yeah. fact that they lose kilos off their mm. body weight while they're doing it, the car, the track, however um, hot it is on the track, in the car, it's, you know, 50 degrees and upwards. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I love it. Boys, uh, what's, what's your tip for this weekend? Oh, and also, Will, give us a, a weather report for the rest of the week, as, as we mentioned, it's it's pretty scorching up there today. Is that weather going to continue? Are we going to see any uh, uh, looming clouds over the weekend or anything like that? Well, this is the thing. It's nice and delightfully warm here today, and it's meant to be similarly warm tomorrow, but the current forecast is for a bit of precipitation on Friday when when qualifying for the grid and the, top, the 10 fastest to go through to the top 10 shootout is due to happen. So that'll also, if, depending on how much rain we get that day, that could change track conditions and could kind of invalidate all the setup work that everyone's going to do tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but then we're in for probably similar conditions to this on race day. And if it's if it's hot out there, well, really, really anything could happen. Beer drinking weather. <laughs> Sorry. Beer drinking yeah, weather. Yeah. As long as, you've got, as long as you've got your tennis buried already. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, even though it might be dry on race day, I can predict that after the race will be damp. Is that, <laughs> is that right, Will? <laughs> Give us a tip. Give us a tip, boys. All right, Will, up you can you, go AJ. first. No, I was going to go. You can go <laughs> first. Go on. Uh, who I think will win is probably Jamie Wincup and Paul Dumbrell because of each of those fantastic, epic finishes we've had those past five years. Jamie Wincup's been involved, and win, lose, or draw, he always makes the race exciting. And those guys have been the class of this field the past five years and have walked away without a reward, just that one win as a combo in 2012. Mm. On pace and on form, they should be the combo to beat. But in terms of a smoky, I reckon potential, just looking down, looking down the transporters here, I reckon... I, Either our good friend at Fox Sports, David Reynolds, who appears on our Fox Sports Motorsports Supercars podcast, he and Luke Yildon are probably solid contenders to win this. Like Quite genuinely, they were very fast at Sandown, and Dave also has the lap record here yeah. after um, getting a fresh set of tyres at the end of last year's race. Um, and potentially Garth Tander and James Golding, two well, very experienced man, driver in Garth Tander, always comes mm. alive at Bathurst. Always, always, always in the hunt. It's yeah, that would be a remarkable turnaround for a team who had to rapidly build two cars 
in, in the space of about four weeks at the end of last year when Volvo pulled out. Yeah, well, and uh, and I'm, for you, AJ? I'm going to say my, my head says Triple Eight, whether it be Wing Cup or Van Gisbergen. Um, mm. Van Gisbergen has never won the the 1000. He's won the 12 mm. hour, but never won the 1000. So he's and he his race has been crawled the last mm. few years. But you see, he was second last year. You know, a couple of years ago, he was leading all day and had an alternator failure, which crawled his race. I think he's due, but I would like to see a first timer win it, whether it be Van Gisbergen, McLaughlin, or our our good buddy David Reynolds. In fact, I predict that if Reynolds wins, something really strange will happen on the podium. He's yeah. likely to take yeah. his entire race suit off yeah. and go nude on the podium. That would not surprise the me. The full Anthony Gobert. Yeah, the full Gobert, yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. No, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll jump on the, on the Reynolds bandwagon for, for something strange happening uh, on the podium. I like it. Boys, we'll wrap it up, but uh, you might have uh, heard uh, listeners out there will... Uh, Gave the Motorsport uh, podcast a shout-out. That is the Fox Sports Motorsport Supercars podcast. Please go and check that out for a full preview. Uh, That's that's now up, I believe, AJ. Yeah, and we'll be doing a post-race Bathurst review with the hopefully with the the race winners. And don't forget to download the Fox Vision app, which has a whole lot of complimentary coverage for the Bathurst race. So free to download from the App Store. Perfect. Radio, thanks, boys, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, that'll do us on the splash for this Wednesday. Oh, wow. What a big week yet again. The footy seasons are over, but we just keep rolling out uh, more sport and more content in this country. Uh, as, a, as I've said all week, uh, thank you for our subscribers. Listeners, um, please hit subscribe over at iTunes. Check it out on Spotify, all the rest of it. Uh, And until next time on The Splash, that's a wrap.